0: It's Monday, June 3rd. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're diving into why Google and Amazon may have to face the music when it comes to how they deal with competition. We'll connect the dots on the big antitrust debate and why there's no clear winner. Then, President Trump had tea time with the Royals today. We'll give you the latest on the special relationship. And finally, we'll take potential spoilers for a thousand. We're here to make your Monday smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by Delta. Delta connects people in 300 cities around the world. We connect the dots on what's happening in the world. Let's get into it. The most complicated story today is about big tech and how it looks like the government is about to investigate Google and Amazon. Over the weekend, there were a bunch of reports that two major U.S. government agencies, the Justice Department and the Federal Trade Commission, are divvying up oversight of Google and Amazon. Just so you know, GV, formerly Google Ventures, is a minority investor in the skim. This isn't just about the DOJ and FTC splitting up their to-do lists. These are the two government agencies responsible for enforcing the nation's antitrust laws, aka the laws that make sure U.S. companies don't get so big that they end up hurting consumers. The DOJ and FTC regularly sit down and hash out who should look into whether a company has broken antitrust law. And according to some of these reports, this latest sit-down could signal that they're looking into Google and Amazon and going down the rabbit hole. We're going to get into why this is a big deal, what the DOJ and FTC could be looking for, and how this is part of a larger political push against the power of big tech. Like we said, antitrust laws are about protecting consumers from companies that get too powerful. They're there to stop companies from becoming monopolies, essentially having control over an entire industry. The last time this happened in the U.S. was in the 80s, with AT&T and landline phones. AT&T was also known as Bell System, or Ma-Bell. Your choices back then were sign up with Ma Bell or send a telegram or a smoke signal. So the government brought an antitrust case against AT&T and told them they had to allow competitive companies in. AT&T sold off their local companies. They called them Baby Bells. But since then, it's become harder for the government to prove that a company has a monopoly over an entire industry in a way that's harmful to consumers, especially tech. The last time the DOJ tried to do it was back in the 90s, when it took Microsoft to court. That case dragged on for years. Ultimately, Microsoft won on appeal. Part of the reason is that tech companies look a lot different today than they did when your phone was attached to the wall. Amazon may be a top online retailer, but it doesn't have total control over your shopping cart. There are lots of big box retailers out there. And Amazon's competition also keeps prices down, which helps consumers. Google may be involved in all facets of your life, but it's a free service, and there are competitors you can use. Critics say these companies hurt consumers in other ways, like in advertising. Google can strong-arm the competition by preventing consumers from seeing ads hosted by other companies. Critics say Amazon is pushing out the competition by forcing prices down as it enters new markets, like selling groceries. The FTC looked into Google back in 2011 for allegations that it ranked search results for its own competitors lower in Google searches. But in the end, the FTC was torn, and Google walked away with a slap on the wrist. That said, even if cases don't end up breaking up companies, they can bring about the change the government was going for. Remember the Microsoft case? Microsoft ended up winning after a grueling nine-year court battle. They still ended up paying billions in fines, While they were fighting, other up-and-coming tech companies started growing, like Google. And here's the other thing. Big tech doesn't have many friends in Washington right now. Republicans, including the president, have criticized Amazon for getting out of paying taxes and Google for what they say is anti-conservative bias. Here's Republican Senator Ted Cruz back in April. If we have tech companies using the powers of monopoly To censor political speech, I think that raises real antitrust issues. Democrats are worried about these companies stifling competition and using people's private info to make money. U.S. Senator and 2020 presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren has called for companies like Facebook, Amazon and Google to break up. And Democratic Senator and 2020 candidate Amy Klobuchar has teamed up with Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee to call on the FTC to take more action against big tech. So what's the skim? Globally, other countries have had their eye on Google and Amazon. Italy and Germany have opened antitrust probes into Amazon in recent months. In March, the EU fined Google $1.7 billion for preventing customers from seeing some online ads hosted by Google's competitors. That was on top of an over $5 billion fine against Google for automatically installing their services on Android phones. And we saw just yesterday how big Google really has become after Gmail, Google Drive, YouTube, and Snapchat went dark in parts of the U.S. and Europe for hours. Some people reported that their Nest, a smart home system owned by Google, also shut down, meaning they can no longer control their thermostats or unlock their doors away from home. Scary. But even when antitrust investigations do break up companies, it doesn't mean they're gone for good. Take AT&T. 35 years after Ma Bell and the Baby Bells, AT&T is bigger than ever. Earlier this year, the government tried to stop AT&T from merging with Time Warner. But the courts ended up giving the okay to that, too. So yeah, breaking up big tech is hard to do. You know who else is having a hard time breaking up? Britain, from the EU. And now President Trump is in town to shake things up. We'll tell you what went down next. Okay, you know that fake laugh you do when you have no idea what the other person just said? It's a thing, no matter what country you live in. Because awkwardness is the same in every language. Delta gets it. Delta flies to 300 cities around the world. That's 300 cities where people are laughing at something and hoping it wasn't a question. But Delta doesn't fly to 300 cities just to have awkward conversations. They do it to show us that we weren't that far apart to begin with. Delta, keep climbing. President Trump and First Lady Melania are getting the royal treatment in London today. They arrived at Buckingham Palace this morning to meet with the queen. Technically, Trump's across the pond to commemorate the 75th anniversary of D-Day, the beginning of the end of the Second World War. This is a rain check date. Queen Elizabeth had invited President Trump for a state visit back in 2017, but it was postponed. Trump ended up meeting the queen for a spot of tea at Windsor Castle last year. This time, the Brits pulled out all the stops. An 82-gun salute, A personal tour of Westminster Abbey. And tonight, there's a state banquet at Buckingham Palace with both families and senior members of the government. Tomorrow, Trump is scheduled to meet with Prime Minister Theresa May. But he won't speak to Parliament. The Speaker of the House of Commons said nay to that, going against precedent. A bunch of other U.S. presidents have given speeches during their state visits in the past. And a lot of Brits are not happy about this visit. There are major protests planned tomorrow in a bunch of UK cities. In London, that'll include the infamous Thanksgiving parade-style balloon of a baby Trump wearing a diaper. But the Brits aren't the only ones throwing shade. In an interview over the weekend, Trump called the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle, nasty. And this morning, he tweeted about London's mayor, Sadiq Khan, calling him a stone-cold loser. All this is happening while the UK is going through its own drama. PM Theresa May is in the middle of packing at 10 Downing Street. She steps down as her party's leader on Friday, because her Brexit deal didn't go through. Trump says that while he's in town, he might also meet with Boris Johnson and Nigel Farage, two of the big candidates vying for May's job. Trump supported Britain leaving the EU, and he said the U.S. will come up with a good trade deal with the U.K. as soon as Brexit happens. That's scheduled for October, as of now. You've probably seen a lot of rainbows in the past couple days. It's Pride Month, and celebrities are getting in on the LGBTQ Pride celebrations, including Taylor Swift. She kicked off Pride on Saturday by posting a letter she wrote to her senator asking him to support the Equality Act. Her Change.org petition for the Equality Act already has more than 100,000 signatures. So what's the Equality Act? It's a change to Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 which protects employees from discrimination at work because of their race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. The Equality Act would add sexual orientation and gender identity to that list. It was passed by the House in May. Next, it would go to the Senate. We've got a lot more Pride for you this month. Head on over to theskim.com slash pride for all of the Skim's Pride coverage. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from Jeopardy. Big maybe spoiler alert coming. Since we last checked in, James Tower has racked up 32 consecutive wins and more than $2.4 million. He's on track tonight to beat Jeopardy legend Ken Jennings who racked up 2.5 million over 74 wins. Or he was on track. A video came out Sunday allegedly showing Holtower's streak coming to an end. The video is believed to be leaked from tonight's scheduled episode. It looks like Holtzauer's taking second place to Emma Butcher, who was ahead of him going into Final Jeopardy. According to some reports, they both got the final answer right, but she bet enough to beat him, even if he had bet everything, which he didn't. He bet way less than usual, which is weird because betting everything is kind of his thing. So we'll take plot twists for all the money. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks for listening and be sure to hit subscribe. We'd also love for you to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. For more Skim, sign up for our free morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, right on our website at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox.